Well, the Prime Minister is heading to Montreal tomorrow. It's both the 33rd anniversary of the École Polytechnique shooting. And he's also opening up a huge UN conference, or he'll be speaking at it at least. It's the 15th, a COP15, as this one is called, not to be confused with COP27 that just happened in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt. But it gets underway in Montreal this week with the goal of reaching a global agreement to protect almost one-third of the world's land and oceans by the end of the decade. The environment talks may be the easy part of the meeting. The event is being co-hosted by Canada and China after the latter was forced to move the negotiations to Montreal because its own COVID-19 restrictions are still limiting international travel. The two countries have a long history of good cooperation on the environment, but even that stalled in 2018 after the arrest in Canada of a Chinese telecom executive and China's arrest of two Canadians in retaliation. Former Canadian Environment Minister Catherine McKenna says the frosty diplomatic relationship between the two nations might make efforts to reach an agreement to halt biodiversity loss more difficult. Brenda Molina-Navidad, The Canadian Press. Well, negotiating a global agreement to protect nature would be similar to how the Paris Agreement is intended to halt global warming. It comes as a new report Assessing the status of wildlife across Canada paints a pretty grim picture. Wildlife Species 2020 is the fifth national assessment that ranks everything from mammals and birds and so on, uh, and fungi. Uh, 135 species that were at one time found in this country are believed to be extinct, and another nearly 5,000 are threatened in some way. Well, joining me now with more on all of this is Aaron Jacob, uh, the National Director of Conservation Science and Research at Nature Conservancy of Canada. Thanks so much for your time tonight. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So first, just on this report, I guess it came out uh, midway through last week. This is a pretty comprehensive report. Uh, it paints uh, paints a bit of a scary picture. It sure does. Yeah. And it's an enormous amount of information that we now know about thousands and thousands of species from coast to coast to coast across this country. And one of the key messages in it is that many of these species that used to be common are now not as common as they once were. And that's a big wake-up call for us. Yeah, how much of a, for those who follow it very closely from report to report, how much of a wake-up call? Because I gather some of the, you know, some species are in good shape, but there, there seems to be some real fraying around the edges here too. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah, fraying around the edges. And in different parts of the country, you see, you see different things. You know, in southern Canada, where there's a lot of biodiversity and where most of us live, we see that many species are, are really in trouble and examples of declining diversity from you know, almost three quarters of the wetlands in southern Ontario have been lost. Um, where I live in western British Columbia, 95% of the Gary Oak woodlands have been lost. And, and this habitat loss and other, other threats, of course, means that it's harder for these species to survive. And so that's why we see declining populations of all kinds of plants, animals and fungi. How are we doing in terms of acting to better protect them? I know this all kind of works into what's about to happen in Montreal, but just on a national level, are we doing a better job of trying to protect? Because I know we had some timelines in place on that front. That's right. So ten, about 10 years ago, we, there was the last time that the, um, we had these international targets about um, biodiversity conservation, because we've known for a long time that nature is in trouble and that we need to do more in order to, to protect the life support systems of the planet. And so in Canada, we have increased the number um, and the extent of protected areas. We're now at about 
um, 13.5% of the country on the land is protected and a little bit more in the marine systems. But we were meant to get to at least 17% by December 31st, 2020. We didn't get there. And so what the, the part of the agreement that needs to be um, hashed out at COP15 is about protecting at least 30% of land and water. And we know that that is the, that is the lower limit of what we need to protect um, on Earth. This is what science repeatedly shows us is required. And there are many other targets, too, around pollution, around um, ecological integrity. Like, how is the rest of the planet doing? Tell me about a bit about COP15, because it's um, clearly hasn't gotten the same sort of attention that COP27 had just recently. I guess uh, climate change conferences always get a lot of the ink. But this is a big deal. I mean, we're trying to build on something and there's, they've struggled to, to meet it, to come up with agreement. And there's some hope that it might happen here. Oh, absolutely. This is a huge deal. And it's, it, you know, both as a Canadian as a scientist, um, this, is an, this is an enormous opportunity and a huge responsibility for us as, as um, the world will be in Canada to hammer out this agreement and an opportunity for Canada to, to demonstrate our commitment. You know, it, it's funny, sometimes it, it can be challenging to help people understand, like, what is biodiversity? And what I want to say is, what isn't biodiversity, right? It's the air that we're breathing. It's the water that we use to make our coffee, it's everything that keeps us healthy on the planet. And all of these species that have an, you know, an inherent right to exist too. So the opportunity is enormous. Um, the challenge is big too, right? This is not going to be easy. Yeah, how, what are some of the challenges? Because again, as you've put it, it, it is very broad. So where are the sticking points? There's a lot of sticking points. So one of the things that um, has been done ahead of time is to, you know, there's a draft um, and then people have to uh, negotiate different parts of the draft. So these are things uh, where you look at the text and there's sort of brackets around different parts of the text. Those are things that have not yet been agreed upon. So you could be reading a sentence and words like the and and are ones people have agreed on. And then the stuff in the middle, the real meat of it, is still being negotiated. So this this is um, includes things uh, about pollution, like um, reducing the amount of pesticides by two thirds, um, but reducing the nutrient runoff, like things that are lost, you know, fertilizer that's lost from agriculture and runs into the streams uh, by half. Completely stopping plastic waste um, and protecting at least thirty percent of land and marine systems as we get to 2020, uh, 2030. And we need to have milestones along the way, right? We don't just wait for years and years and then scramble to get it all done at the last minute. It doesn't work in high school. It doesn't work, you know, in the real world, in your first job. It doesn't work now around the world. So we've got to have milestones to get there. And one of the things we learned over the last 10 years, the last time that the world had this, um, this kind of agreement, is that we need to be specific and measurable in those targets, right? They can't be just these abstract, loose concepts. They need to be as specific as, as we can make them um, and make sure that we are ambitious because the, the gravity of this situation is enormous. We have to get this right, and we can. Solutions are all over the place, all, all corners of the country and the world. When you look at just the setup of it, I, I guess there's some politics at play. It was supposed to be held in China, right? And then, of course, with their COVID restrictions, that just wasn't going to be possible. Uh, does who hosts uh, make any difference in how this gets settled when it comes to the final document agreeing on all those brackets 
You know, fundamentally, this is about all countries of the world. We all share the planet together to um, to come together and and agree upon it. And so, um, for China is still the um, is currently the holds the presidency of the um, of the the meeting. And so, Canada as the host, we you know, we provide the venue, and it's a it will be Canada certainly wanting to demonstrate the things that we're doing well, and we are doing some things well. We should be sharing those lessons, but also learning from others and really reaching much, much farther than, than, uh, than we have, because we have a long way to go, uh, both here at home as, as well as around the world. And I gather they have a few weeks to try and come up with. I mean, I've, I've covered these conferences. It's amazing how much different the final draft looks like from the first draft. <laughs> once they, once is, they agree on, all the, on everything between the thes and the commas, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's... So a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people holding the pen or, or the keyboard, you know, so to speak. Um, and, and I think that's important uh, that people know that it's a, we all we go in as countries with, with different positions and different things that we want, we want to see. But it is about negotiating. And I think a, an important part of that is the recognition that there's a lot to learn from different parts of the world, both about the solutions that they have as well as the impacts of other decisions, right? We all live on this planet together and what we, the decisions we make in Canada, even about, um, about land in our country and the ocean you know, in our jurisdiction, does have implications far, far away. BCs don't know that there's borders. The water moves everywhere. We all breathe the same air. And so all of these decisions together, unless we think very long term and holistically, they catch up with us in the end. So it's a big opportunity um, to make better decisions in the future, recognizing that interconnectedness. Well, all eyes will be on Montreal. Aaron Jacob, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you.